Football Watchers. We've got a special segment for you all today. This is Jake, and I'm joined by George Gansner, who will play our, our rules, our expert analyst uh, for all things MLS, VAR, uh, rules and officiating, referees. George, I welcome you to the show. People loved uh, the interview uh, last year, and I hope you're doing well. We're, we're super excited to have you. Yeah, super glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. All right, George. Yeah. Well, hopefully everyone knows who you are already. If you listened um, to our episode, if you haven't, you should definitely go check it out. Um, but George is in the SDL Soccer Hall of Fame. He's got years of experience um, being on the refereeing side of matches here uh, in the MLS uh, and various levels, the international level as well. So George comes with the pedigree that you want to listen to, and that could definitely help um, break down some of these these interesting topics, I would say, that not many of us know too much about. But, George, I've got two things I want to pick your brain on today. Let's go. Uh, and there's be plenty. Trust me, as we get into the season, you know yeah. all the things that are coming uh, your way. But, but one thing top of mind for me right now that I think people would probably care to know a little bit about is about what's going on between the Professional Soccer Referees Association, the PRSA, um, and the Professional Referees Organization, PRO, um, as they are called. So it sounds like to me, George, there is you know disagreement over a new CBA um, and PRSA is the labor union that represents all the referees in North America. Uh, and they're looking for, it sounds like a couple of different things, but, you know, more pay equity being one of those things, you know, different types of benefits when it comes to, um, you know, scheduling, training camps, travel arrangements, stuff like that. But George, I don't know if you have any insider take on how this is going and what it could mean to us as fans, of the MLS. I do. Um, and I used to sit on the board of the PSRA. So I was, I think, on the board from 2012 to 2016. So I did this from a board perspective the last time we were locked out. And I was still in the league as well in 2014. Um, there, you, you characterize that really well. Um, it's, it's a labor union agreement, right? It's a, it's a, a business and the labor union that represents the referees um, in, in the negotiation for a new CBA. And so, uh, where I heard that they were just a couple of weeks ago uh, was that they were not even close to the straight, same stratosphere. So that was really um, disappointing to hear. And I know that in, in 2014, um, we had some really interesting topics to negotiate, uh, pay being the most important at that point, because we really weren't making a lot of money as referees and assistant referees in the league. And by a lot, I'm talking about, I think we were on 500 a game. In 2014, I could be as an assistant referee. I could be okay. uh, a little bit off there, but I'm not off by much. Um, and by the end of the CBA agreement in 2014, um, after two weeks of the season being played with with stand-in referees, um, and those two weeks were pretty much a disaster, uh, that you know they came back to the table and we negotiated to where I think at that point me at the top of the table and the guys that were at the top of the table at that time, I think we went up to about 900, 975. So again, that's a, it's a big increase yeah. when you think from a percentage perspective, but over the years we had gotten virtually nothing. And I started in the league in, in 1997 and when 1999 on the line, we were making $175 for a game, maybe 150 even. So is good progress. And of course, I mean, there are a number of stories that go along with that progress to where they are today. However, today, a couple of weeks ago, they were in completely different stratospheres as to uh, how they're looking at it. Pay is not the number one criteria here. Um, I, it is part of it on certain levels. I'm told that 
uh, VAR uh, who don't really earn that much yet. They fly to uh, Atlanta every weekend for a day or two and, and fly home. Um, they get the tra- travel paid for and then they make a, a, a stipend for the day uh, or per game actually. Um, so I hear that that is one of the, the main talking points. Mm. Uh, and then I think assistant referees is another one, but I don't know the details. Um, as of this weekend, uh, I think the, I was told the athletic reported um, yeah. that uh, they are, there is a tentative agreement on the table. Um, I'm told that it's, it's on the table for the referees to make a decision about, but I'm also told that they are very, very well united and this isn't coming close. So, um, so we'll have to see what happens. Right? Wow. So the implication, Jake, on the field is actually a big one. And the, mo- the biggest one comes down to player safety. Um, and what, what happens is you have the players who are playing for their jobs. They're playing for the league title, even in game one, right? They're, they, they're there to win. That's what they get paid to do. And so their pace remains relatively high. It doesn't matter that the referees aren't capable of, of managing a game at that pace. So regardless of what we want to think about, whether or not referees do a good job on a regular basis at that level, the reality is, is there's a significant difference between that level and anything below it, right? Yeah. And, and um, I remember my very first full international game going into the locker room at halftime. And again, that's full international, not the league. But going in at halftime and looking at the referee, it was Michael Kennedy at the time, and said, how do you guys do this? That pace was unbelievable. Um, and he said, you'll get used to it, but it takes time. And that's exactly the same impact here with, with stand-in referees. They are not used to the pace. They're not used to being able to manage the game at this level. And that will cause problems and, and eventually result in a risk of player safety. That's my biggest concern. What a fantastic synopsis of this. And you mentioned that, George, so a couple of things. 2014, like you said, it, this already happened. It was a disaster. I read that the error rate skyrocketed during that time. Yeah. Uh, this is totally warranted as well coming from the referees you know, currently because of the, the growth of the game. It's been exponential. Last year was a huge success with the new Apple TV deal. I mean, everyone kind of needs to ride this, this tide. I feel like it, it is where they're basing a lot of their, their not argument, but their proposal is, you know, we need to be compensated for the work that we're doing and the quality with which we're doing it. Uh, because like That's you said, exactly I think right. on our interview last year, like it was, it was a great performance when you think about um, just measuring performance over the course of the year from the referees in North America, as much as city fans might disagree. Um, but it's all it's, fans. It's not just city fans. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, you're right. And I, the last thing I want to see is replacement referees. One, like you said, player safety becomes an issue. They're just big drop off in terms of quality. And two, there's a bunch of new rules, which I want to save time to talk about it some other time with you. But there's just a lot going on to start the season. And we're a couple of weeks, I mean, two weeks away. So I'm hoping for resolution, you know, sooner than later on that. But I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, Jake, the, yeah. the, the upside of a tentative agreement being on the table is that they are talking, right? Yeah. And, and two, two or three weeks ago, they weren't talking. So this is a positive step. Um, let's see where it goes in the next week or two. All right. We'll, we'll stay tuned and I'm, we'll have you back, I'm sure, to talk about hopefully this resolving. Um, but second topic here, George, and we can probably knock this one out in a couple minutes here because it's just brand new. I just yeah. want to hear your hot take on it. But the International Football Association Board, IFAB, 
um, announced they will be introducing kind of a pilot or a trial of what we call sin bins uh, or, or blue cards. Um, and I know people were having their say on an all of our social media, but <sighs> the point of a blue card for people to kind of just dumb it down for you all is kind of like a power play. I would say in NHL, it's uh, oh. basically a, you put a player for a certain type of offense, whether that's dissent towards an official or, you know, stopping a direct goal scoring opportunity that isn't a red card offense uh, where they'd sit out for 10 minutes uh, while their team plays on, but down a man. Uh, George, any takes on this? Do you think this will gain legs and traction potentially in the lower leagues and maybe make its way up at some point? Yeah, so that, that's the main point, right? Is they'll have to test it in lower leagues and other competitions first. What I read was that they are looking to test it in potentially the FA Cup next year, the, the women's FA Cup as well. Um, FIFA has come out and said that this is not, and I think it was FIFA, not the IFAB, um, but has come out and said that this is that must have been leaked. This is not official. There's nothing going on. There's no no even tests planned at this point. That said, um, I do think it's interesting. Uh, I know that years ago in Germany at the youth level, they used to use a green card. Um, I don't know why they color green, but it was green. And it was the same concept. If somebody got a green card, they went off the field for, for I think it was five minutes in Germany. And um, you had to, to just be off and get a resting period. Look, in, in, we use it in hockey uh, all around the world uh, for a two-minute penalty, right? Um, in the old MISL and I think the MASL still use a, a blue card is literally a blue card um, to differentiate from a yellow and a red, which is exactly the direction FIFA's going or IFAB is going. I think it's an interesting concept. And we'll see, especially if it can help take dissent out of the game, similar to how rugby manages it, then let's get dissent out of the game that way, or at least get dissent under yeah. control. Um, the other things, I think the interpretation of how those will go into play is going to be interesting to see. It's very, very difficult to say, well, it, it could have been a red card, but it's an orange card, so it's going to be a blue card and not a yellow card, right? It's, <laughs> that could get pretty complicated. But I'm, I'm sure they'll find a way to define those things, do the training that's necessary for the referees to understand and the players to understand what the concept is, and then and then get it executed. And if it works, wonderful. If it doesn't work, they tried something, and we go and find something different. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm open to the idea. Obviously, you want to see it piloted successfully in lower leagues and, and get the results you know I, everyone would love to see you know respect for the officials you know be appropriate on the pitch just where i feel like we've kind of seen it grow a little bit uh crazy over the years just with loud mouths and um, just overall disrespect you see it in every league i mean it just it just happens and i think also you could be maybe creating more goals or more attack or more excitement when you're removing some of those professional fouls that teams yeah. tend to um, I'm all for it. I, I'm open to ideas. And I, you know, is obviously a lot of time, a lot of practices to pass before this becomes real. Um, but I appreciate your take on that. And George, with this, we are going to call this segment the, the Sin Bin. Uh, we'll see if the Sin Bin actually sticks around. Uh, but we're going to do the Sin Bin. So that's our 10 minutes uh, that we have for you all today. And George, thank you so much for joining us as our rules and analysts, our expert here for all things VAR, referee, city. I mean, if you guys have questions, George is your guy uh, to answer those. He will help us dissect all of these throughout the season. So, George, thank you for the time. My pleasure. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to another season. You and me both.
Thank you.